welcome back. My name is Miki Kashtan, and after a month's break, we're back with the Conflict Hotline, where what you say next can change your world. Together with me in the studio today are Newt and Sabina, and Ellen will join us later. And uh, we're going to work with different scenarios, such as this one that is happening between Sue and Eric. We call it, He's So Great. So I suppose you're going to go to that dance class again this evening. Yeah, you didn't want to go with me when I asked. I don't want to go to a dance class. I mean, but who do you dance with anyway when you're there? This guy Frank. He's a great dancer. Oh, Frank. Well, great. I'm sure you'll have a lovely time with Frank. I do every time. He leads really well. He's a wonderful. I don't want to hear about Frank. It's a certain kind of intimacy that you didn't want with me. Oh, well, that's just lovely that you have an intimacy with Frank. Thank well, you. Thank you. You recognize this kind of situation? Maybe not exactly this, but something like this must have happened in your life. The purpose of this program is to support you and other people who are viewing this program in learning to have skills for resolving conflicts. And this program is an all-volunteer effort. Um, the cast and uh, some of the crew are affiliated with Bay Area Nonviolent Communication, an organization I co-founded whose vision is a world where everyone's needs matter and people have the skills for making peace. And the rest of the crew are affiliated with Berkeley Community Media, which is also hosting us here in this studio. If you would like to participate in this program, you can call us. The number is, and you can call from anywhere in the world, the number is 510-433-0700. And if you're wondering what you could call us about, you can call us about any kind of conflict, such as? Maybe a conflict with your partner or a member of your family. Or a conflict in your community or um, somewhere with friends. Or it can be something in your workplace, or it could even be an inner conflict. Any kind of conflict, you can call us and we will help you by uh, showing you how you can revisit scenarios such as the one we just started with and see if it can be different. So which one of you would like to stretch and address the situation differently today? I'd like Sue to stretch. You'd like Sue to stretch? Yes. It's always me. Are you willing? Am I willing? Okay. So okay. that breath, if you notice that breath, this is something that is often very helpful because I'm imagining that in this little breath, you have really gone quickly through an inner process of really finding the willingness so that you won't have resentment later. Is that true? Yes. What I, helped you find the willingness? Um, when you first asked, there was resistance. Um, and then I went inside and remember that I actually want to have connection with my yes. husband. Yes, thank you. So, let's start from the top. So, I suppose you're going to go to that dance class again tonight. Yes, I really like the dancing. Yes, I'm sure you do. Uh, Frank, again, is it you'll be dancing with? Yes, it's very yeah. innocent, but he's a great dancer. Sure, he's a wonderful dancer, yeah. So I'd like to pause this for a second because I want to check in with you. Do you get a sense that he's unhappy? Yes, I think he's unhappy. And um, 
do you have a sense that continuing to explain yourself will address his unhappiness? Hmm. Probably not. This often happens to many of us that we think if the person just understood what my intentions are, then they wouldn't be upset. So we try to explain the intentions. But that doesn't really speak to what the upset is about because the upset is about the meaning that the person has to it. And until they are heard, they probably are not likely to be able to hear you. So see if you can try to hear what might be going on for him in this unhappiness of his. What do you think is going on for him? Um, would you really, would you like some companionship with me? I, well, I don't want to go to the dance class. I'm not a dancer. You know, that's not my thing. So, if it's not about the dancing, um, maybe it's about a different kind of connection between you and I. Well, I don't want to interrupt you. you. You like doing this kind of thing. I don't want to stop you doing what you want to do. Do you hear the butt? Yes. There is a butt there, isn't there? But I would like to do something, yeah. But I'm not going to ask for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so th see, this is, this is the thing. He is likely to hide his vulnerability mm -hmm. and let his vulnerability come through as kind of like little uh, indirect criticism of you. So if you want to create the connection, mm -hmm. fine, what, is, what do you think is underneath that criticism? I just have a sense that you would like to find something between you and I that has a similar intimacy as the dancing that I do. Well, uh, maybe. Maybe that would be... Um, if you'd like to do that, yeah. I would love that. I would love to have that kind of connection with you. Okay. All right. Do you think we could get together and find something? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I have a sense that there is still a little bit of armor around you. Is that true? Yeah. I, I, I still don't want to fully admit to that I'm missing her and wanting to spend more time with her. Yeah. But I, I also have a sense that with her staying so focused on you and listening to you without defensiveness, that something is softening in you. Yeah, it's, it's more easy for me to go along with the ideas that she's proposing, which are actually true, without me having to say it. Mm-hmm, yeah. So this, this makes your life easier because you don't have to, to show the vulnerability, you just have to accept it when she's proposing it. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm imagining that uh, maybe for you there might be some way in which you wish he would show it more. That would be lovely. It just feels like pulling and then um, I'm caught between wanting to extend myself to him um, and explain myself at the same time. So if a little bit more came from you, it would be easier to stay with what's okay, going on Okay, so now us. let's see how you might invite that of him. Right now we're talking outside the role play, but mm -hmm. within the role play, can you think of a way that you can invite him to share more of himself? 
The I... best way to invite someone to share their vulnerability is by sharing ours. The more we are able to expose ourselves, the more the other person will feel a sense of spaciousness and room for themselves to match us with the vulnerability. So, would you try that? Mm -hmm. The kind of intimacy I have when I dance with people is something I would like to have more of in our relationship. And I really miss it. So, I enjoy the dancing, but I would much rather do something with you. And what would you like from him? And I'm, I just, it's really important that um, I get across what I want to get across. So could you tell me what you heard? Is this what you want, what, you, what he heard, or do you want his heart? Um, I would like his heart, but I don't trust it yet. So reach for it by undefending yourself even more. So, um, when I share with you that I really want that, it's a little shaky for me because I really want to know how it is for you. Well, that's nice to hear. Yeah. So, I have a sense that you could get more out of him if you ask for it. More out of him if you ask for it. If you just ask how it is for you, and he's so unused to revealing himself, it's not going to give him enough cues to know what to do. But if you can ask him more specifically something, such as, let, let, let's, let me be you for a moment. So I, I am curious to know, are you, is there, you know, when I tell you that I'm shaky, does that in any way create a softening in you towards me? Uh, a softening? You know, like, does it feel easier for you to tell me what's going on inside of you? Well, uh, I, I, um, I, like I said, you know, I would like to do something with you. Yeah. So at this point, there's, I have a sense that there is kind of like a big choice that um, you need to make inside. Clearly, you've chosen to have a relationship with someone who doesn't express much about himself. Mm -hmm. And this may be as far as he can go in this moment. Is this enough for you? Can you live with it? Can you hear the desire through this sufficiently to satisfy yourself to do something with him? Or do you want more? If you want more, you will need to ask for it to go even more into your vulnerability. And that's the, that's the choice that you're left with. Wondering what's going on inside of you as you contemplate that. Um, when I hear that, it feels like, given that it's so unusual for him to express anything, what he just gave me, even though it wasn't exactly what I wanted... It was a big gift. It was a big gift, yeah. So tell him that. 
and then you can be done with this conversation. If you just share with him how much of a gift it was, because that will encourage him to do it more. Okay. So I'm still shaky as we're talking because this is um, not easy for me to express. I just want you to know that when you just told me that you would like that too, um, it felt like a really big gift that you gave me. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. Have a nice class. It's much easier to go with that kind of energy, with you sending me off and supporting me. Yeah. Well, let's talk about doing something when you come back. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Would you like to give it a try now? I could give it a try. Yes. Going from the top? Yeah. Okay. Because one of the things that I like to bring across in this show is that any kind of situation can be addressed from either side of the conflict. Nobody is right or wrong. Nobody is a victim to anybody else. Anytime you wake up, whichever situation you are in, you can try to transform it by changing how you face it, changing how you hear the other person in particular, and changing how you express yourself. So let's, uh, let's start. Okay. So, uh, you go into your dance class again? Yeah, it's the dance class that I asked you to come with me to, and you didn't want to do it. Yeah. Are you, um, you disappointed that I said no? Is that true? Yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed. You look surprised that I'm asking you that. I'm totally, dis I'm totally surprised you don't ever ask me anything that's going on for me. It's usually just about you. Yeah, I've been watching some stuff about communication on YouTube, you know, and I'm just trying to be more interested in what's going on with you. So, how is that for you to hear me tell you that? I'm still surprised, and when you said the whole thing, I was actually touched. It was like, wow, what's going on with you? Yeah. And, um, I could tell you what's going on with me, too, if you want. That would be great. I, um, I'm a bit worried about you uh, getting so close with other men at the class. It's a little bit... I don't like it very much. It's um, not very familiar, and um, it's not very secure feeling. And what would you like from her as you say this? Oh, yeah. Um, and so... I, uh, I want to know how you feel hearing me tell you that. Again, I feel moved that you would show so much of you to me in a situation that's difficult for you. Hmm. Hmm. And, and, and uh, how do you feel about the fact that I'm not very comfortable with it? Um, I would like to find a way for me to be able to do the dance that I love so much and for you to be comfortable. Okay. Do you have any ideas what that would be? Um, yes. Can we, can we pause for a second? Because I, I had a sense looking at you that this was like a big gulp for you, like, okay, I've 
taken, you know, I've looked at that YouTube and I have some skills, but this is a biggie. How do I handle this? Was there yeah. something like that going on? So let's let's pause for a moment. I and thought just, she'd just, you know, stop going to the class or something. Be nice and simple. Yes, it uh, so often happens that we think that just because we learn something new and we make a request, then the other person will obviously say yes. First of all, you never did make that request. It's true. But so, I said I was uncomfortable. That should be enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we all think that, that um, just um, saying that what we don't like will automatically make it clear to the other person what we want from them. Right. It doesn't. And even when we ask, the whole point of making a request is that they might say no. So I'm guessing that working out this situation might require more, and, and, and I'd like to leave it here, but I want to check with you first. Um, how happy are you with the results of trying out this new approach? I, I got a sense of how... Um um, pleasing it would be, at the very least, to be met with surprise at something that I'm saying, mm -hmm. given that that's not what normally I would get met with, you yeah. know, it's normally it's the same old thing, and I, mm -hmm. yeah. so there, there's something nice about that for me. Yeah. There is a kind of like, we have like five or six scripts of how we do conversation with our partner, and all the conversations are going through one of those five scripts and suddenly we're out of the script. Mm -hmm. Which was very evident looking at your eyes. It's like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like. So this is something that you can create in your relationship is this kind of complete sense of difference from the familiar by trying out this combination of revealing yourself and hearing what's going on for the other person. Thank you. Anything else that uh, you want to say before we close this one? No, thank you. Thank you very much. Let's take a break and then we'll come back to our next scenario. I am craving flying with the raven Cause she takes me between the two worlds She's got magic in her dark wings Welcome back to the Conflict Hotline. I'm welcome Ellen joining our cast. And um, uh, we're going to play our next scenario called Mind Your Own Business. And before we start it, I want to remind you that you can call us at 510-433-0700 if you would like us to work with a conflict of your own. So Mind Your Own Business takes place at the public library in um, any town, any state. And this is Betty and Jan. Hi, Michael. How you doing? Okay. Um, hold on a second. Do, do, you, do you see the sign oh, over there? Excuse it says me. Silence, excuse me. I'm please. on the phone. Would, Can you just wait? Well, would, you, would you stop you talking know, on the phone? I'll call you back. This is some um, woman here that's really... Uh, Hello, there's a sign over there that says, silence, please. Yeah, I can read. Okay, so would you please um, do what the sign says and stop talking on the phone? I, I was just making a quick call to my husband. Thank you. Do you, either of you see any hope 
of this one resolving in a way that uh, will be happy for you? No. Not the, way, not the way it's going now. Yeah. So why is it that this didn't work? Let's look at it for a moment. First thing is, the way you were speaking to Betty is by uh, referring to an abstract principle over there. When you refer to an abstract principle about why you want her to do something mm -hmm. different, it always sounds like a should, didn't it? And she said, you see the sign mm -hmm. over there? Mm -hmm. it, it felt like a should, mm -hmm. didn't it? And then automatically when there's a should, what happens when there's a should? We don't want to do it. Right? Right. OK, so the first thing is if you were going to uh, redo it, I would invite you to speak about yourself rather than about an abstract principle. Okay. And then on your side, However she says it, you can receive it differently. Remember, we don't have any choice about how other people speak. Where we have choice is how we hear them, how we respond to what they say. So are you game for yep. trying a different? So she's going to do the same thing. And you're going to try to hear okay. what is going on behind her referring to this abstract principle of a sign that says silence. OK. OK. Take it again. Hello, Michael. How are you? Good. Yeah, I wanted to tell you about. Hello. Hold on a second, honey. Hello. Do you see the sign over there? It says silence. Would you yes. abide by the rules and stop talking on the phone? So, is there something that I'm doing that's bothering you? I mean, I, I really want to know because I just have like two minutes to tell him this. You are explaining before hearing her. Of course, there's something that's bothering her. What is your sense of yeah. what she wants? Well, the way that she, that, that she wants me to um, adhere to what the why? rules are. Why do, why do you think that matters to her? What do you imagine she might want? Well, she probably needs some, needs to do something here, I'm guessing, and my talking interferes with her attention. OK, so maybe she wants to focus, to mm -hmm. be able to focus. Mm -hmm. So check that with her. So. Is it that you need the silence so that you can focus on something? Absolutely, yes. So I'm curious, did that uh, lower your agitation when she said that? Totally. I mean, it went from up there to whoop, like a deflated yeah. balloon. One line, one line can immediately diffuse so much agitation. And how was it for you to say that? I had to kind of mm, up a little bit, but once I did, it, w it felt really good to be able to connect with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes when I do this, I experience some kind of like a relief, almost like, oh, I'm not being attacked. There's mm -hmm. a human being out mm -hmm. there. It's like I had to jump over a puddle, and then once I jumped and said something. Mm -hmm. So let's see how you continue from here. So she said, yes, absolutely. <coughs> Is, were you going to say anything else? Um, no, at this point I'm kind of waiting for her. I'm yeah. deflated and I'm yeah. waiting. Okay. Um, and so I'm guessing that by my talking, there wasn't, you really needed some consideration for what, what you wanted to do here. I would have liked some consideration, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. And if you really needed to make a quick mm -hmm. phone call, it would have been 
nice to just look around and make a quick check or, you know, say something. Yeah, yeah. And check it out with the other mm -hmm. people to, to include other people's needs. Right, you know? right. And now that I hear you saying that, I could have just stepped out to the front. Or that. And done that. Yeah. yeah. And I was, yeah. I wanted to go into explanation, but yeah, I hear that. Yeah. So, um, hmm. Yeah, it feels, I really understand what you're saying, and I really um, have some regret that I just went ahead and that it, it caused, not caused, but that what I did had a kind of negative impact on you in terms of your ability to get your work done. Thank you. That simple. So we have a caller on the line, so I want to go to the caller in a <clears> second. I just want to have you practice for one second, just the opening line, instead of referring to this, talking okay. about what is going on for you. Okay. It seems like the abstract principle will carry more weight, but really what makes the connection and generates willingness is for you to own what is really important to you. Okay. Could you uh, try that out for just one second? So be on the phone for a second Oops. again. And okay. the caller will be with you in a second. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? I just wanted to tell you something. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Would you, would you please do the phone call somewhere else? I have a really important deadline. I need to be done by tomorrow, and I need to turn my paper in. And it would be lovely to have some focus. Okay. It would be so much easier to focus if you okay. didn't talk. Just let me tell him that for one second. Okay. Wasn't that easier yeah. to hear? Much easier. Thank you very much. So we have a caller. This is Liz calling us from Portland, Oregon. Hi, Liz. Now let's see if the magic of technology Hi. is working. Hello, Liz. Hi. Hi. How are you? I can barely hear you. Really? Here I am. Okay. Um, um, if you can speak a little louder. Okay, I, I am on a landline. So okay, we I'm have hearing a good you connection. now. Okay. So, Hi. what are you? What What is the situation that uh, brings you to call us today? Um, my situation is that I'm feeling um, conflicted over a opportunity that's come up for me at work. Conflicted, meaning one part of you wants this and the other part of you wants that. Exactly. Uh huh. So uh, you want to tell us uh, uh, in brief what the opportunity is? Yes. Um, well, I'm a family practice doctor, and I'm just kind of getting established in my current practice, but I've always wanted to do hospice and palliative care medicine, and I um, have an opportunity to, to do that. There's a job opening that I've um, essentially been offered so just so that I, I get it clear, the part of you that wants to take the opportunity is because it's aligned with a dream that you have about how you want to practice medicine. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so there, there must be something else that's very powerful to keep you from doing that. What is that? Um, it's just unexpected. And so part of me feels like it's not the right time. So is it, is it some fear around uh, stability? Yes, definitely. It's, well, stability, I mean, is part of it, I guess, but I think another part is fear around 
being new at something. I finally kind of feel like I'm a little bit in a groove at my current position, and this would be a whole new thing. So it would be a whole new thing. So so there's just kind of like fear of the unknown, like uh, wanting something that is more familiar and known to you. Yeah, exactly. I think there's that, and you sort of invest your time and energy in in people, my patients, and then I would be leaving. Yeah, okay, so there's relationships that matter to you. Right, and I have one other thing, too. I have a partner who, um, like, maybe if I took this other job, there'd be a commitment, a time commitment, and maybe we don't want to stay in this town, and my partner is affected by that decision. Um, so there is, I, I'm, I'm still not hearing everything, so uh, the thing about the partner is that there might be an effect in terms of you would need to move to another town? Uh, no, sorry, that, that we, well, we currently live in this town, but we would have to stay here longer mm-hmm. if I took this job. Aha, uh-huh. so you, you want to have the flexibility to be able to leave, and in your current practice you have more flexibility. Exactly. Okay, so what we're going to do here is we're going to have uh, each of the two people who are in the cast be one of your parts and engage the two parts in conversation with each other, and you will listen. And um, I, I'd like to um, ask uh, Ellen if you would take on the part that has the dream of service. Okay. And is there anything you, you'd like to hear from Liz to be able to be that part of her? Um, if you have any questions to Liz. No, I, I think I have it. Okay, how about you? you can you be the part that is uh, uh, wanting the, the familiarity and the flexibility and the stability and... To stay. To stay. I think so. You need to ask Liz anything? Um, maybe... Um, Besides the, um, could you say like two sentences about the um, the job that you're doing right now, just so I get a sense of it? Um, well, I'm sharing an office with a very good friend of mine, um, and I do um, primary care family medicine in an outpatient setting. A primary care outpatient uh, family practice. Okay, and she hears very often that. No, she has, a, uh, she has a, a friend that she shares an office with. Oh. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> so, this is uh, an opportunity to look at an inner conflict. Whenever there's an inner conflict, we can sometimes look at it as if there are two little people inside of us, one playing each part. And Liz, at the end of this, stay on the line, listen to us, and at the, um, at the end, we'll come back to you and check in with you how it was and what you got from it. Okay. All right, so um, we're going to try to basically, the, the point of working out an inner conflict is to try to get inner integration. So we want to find a way to integrate both parts of ourselves so that there is a shared decision instead of trying to kind of like um, arm wrestle one part of us to be able to reach a decision. So the, the goal is for each of you to be able to hear, empathize, and integrate mm. the needs of the other. Okay. So um, I have somehow a sense that the dream part is um, a little more tender. Mm-hmm. 
So how about let's let you express yourself first. Okay. And you hear what's important and integrate it into you. And then we'll go back and forth until okay. there's some clarity that emerges. Okay. So I'll just talk as though I'm Liz. Wow, well there's this dream I've had for for, you know, since I started medical school to really do this kind of work, to do hospice work. It, it just seems like it, it's just a good match for me and it has so much meaning to be with people at the end of their life and that it just seems like the quality of who I am and my values in medicine just fit so beautifully with that kind of work. The tenderness that it takes to be with people and, and the compassion and understanding. And it's just, I'm just blown away because I, I was imagining this maybe 5, 10, maybe even 15 years away, and now it's right in my lap. And I'm kind of ecstatic and then totally overwhelmed by the idea of doing it now. Mm-hmm. So, what are you getting? What, what's important to this part? Um that you really want to live your vision. Mm-hmm. You want to make a difference in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And it touches something very deep inside of you. Yeah, yeah. And that, that it should appear to me now without even a struggle. And it's almost like a surprise that it mm-hmm. comes to you as a yeah. gift and that yeah. you didn't have to do anything for exactly. it. It just falls into your lap. Yeah, and it kind of, point. you know, it's just really touches me inside because it's almost like that's why I want to do the work because it feels so natural and meaningful and that it should come to me in that way. But I'm like feeling so not prepared. So it's totally in the flow and at the same time there's some anxiety because you don't quite know how to do it. Yeah. And my my thinking and my expectation was it wasn't going to happen now. So it's sort of like, whoa, you know. Mm. So now, um, part of what happens when we're trying to do this kind of inner dialogue is um, to open ourselves to be affected by what the other part says, not just to understand it, but to really let it affect our own experience in the part that you are playing. And I'm wondering if that is happening for you. It is happening. It it feels like it fell in, and it's almost like it's penetrating my cells. wanting to stay with my community. It's really important to be with my patients and to do the kind of, continue doing the kind of work I'm doing. And hearing the dream that you're talking about and the vision, um, even though it's really important, it feels like it's small in comparison to what you want to accomplish. Uh So you are affected, you are kind of like opening, more open, more available to the possibility where previously you were really kind of like scared and really dubious about it. I was very scared because I really want the care for my patients and for the community that I've been working in so much and also the care for my um, partner that I'm sharing the office with. Mm -hmm. That's really important. I want to be reliable. You know, and the job gives me a certain flexibility, and I don't know if the other job would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to keep that. It it's mm-hmm. feels like it's a safe place that mm-hmm. I've created in my life. One of the things that I'm noticing is that um, um, 
as you are continuing to talk, the polarity between you is starting to dissolve a little bit. In other words, you were talking about the excitement, but you also have overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about the desire for, you know, all the things that you talked about, but you're also feeling more open to the possibility. And uh, as you go back and forth, you probably will converge more and more. So let's go to you and see, what are you hearing from this other part of you? Well, that there's also, what I'm hearing is there's also great meaning in, in what you're doing now and in the, the connection and the relationship. You're, 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 yeah, there is. Okay, a I lot just, of, it, it, it touched me the way you okay, said it, so yeah. I smiled. Yeah, and that you had assigned meaning to this other work, which really is there for you, but you're discovering the meaning that you have currently. And something also about the predictability of it and the structure of it, mm -hmm. and, and um, some choice that you have in this now that is very appealing. And I think the part that I didn't hear that's really important to me has to do with the patients. I really mm -hmm. care about the mm -hmm. patients and the reliability mm -hmm. of being there mm -hmm. and also the reliability for my mm -hmm. partner mm -hmm. working together and sharing. Right. So that the service that you're providing, yeah. regardless of its hospice or the patients you have now, is really of utmost importance and value yes. to you. Yeah, it is. And again, I want to ask you the same question. I want to ask you the same question. How is it affecting you to hear and grasp what this other part mm -hmm. is speaking for? Yeah, I have a much more inner sense of calm and, and not so much I have to pick one or the other that there's, there are more, there's more congruency and complementariness in it, so it isn't so dire. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. But much more of ease and calmness inside. And how are you doing in this moment? It feels a little similar. It, in, in the beginning, um, when I heard yours, it was like, um, there's, if I give full credence to yours, there's no space mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. no space. And, um, and now I, it feels like I'm opening up and expanding, and there's space for this one, and there's also space for that mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. This is a lovely state to be in from which to make a decision. And I, I want to check back with Liz. Liz, are you still there? Yes. Could you tell us a little bit about what it was like to hear this played out? Does it bear any similarity to what's really going on for you? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why it's like echoing. Um, yes, absolutely. It was almost eerie to hear two people saying my thoughts very um, clearly. Um, but, but yeah, it was um, definitely mimicked what I'm feeling. And I'm wondering, as you were hearing this, where do you find yourself at the end of hearing this? Um, I think um, uh, definitely m more... Um, yeah, I think there's some calm and some openness to both um, sides of it. There's definitely less urgency. Mm. Um, but what I, that, the insight that somebody said about um, like recognizing that there's service in both and that mm -hmm. even though one represented such like the utmost service, what I am doing now yeah. is 
also service. That was really um, good to hear. Great. Thank yeah. you. Very helpful. Thank you. I am really appreciating your call, and I'm really, really glad that uh, without knowing you, just uh, doing this was helpful to you. That really touches me. I'm grateful to you for calling. Yeah, thank you all very much. I'm very grateful as well. OK. Thanks so much. Uh, anything you want to say before we take another break? No, it was, uh, it was very helpful to do this process for myself, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Thank, thank you, you Liz, for thank the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, thank you all so much. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, uh, Nut will be back, and we'll have a scenario called We Never Left You Alone. Dreaming, flying with the raven, cause she takes me between the two worlds. She's got magic. Dark wings and in her heart lies the blue pearl. I am hungry and I've got some honey and it feels good in my mouth. Mama needs some loving and communion, but I'm left hanging too far south, so I breathe in the air. Invoke the water, honor the earth, burn in the fire, breathe in the air. Invoke the water, honor the earth, burn in the fire. It's okay that it turned out this way, cause I can always use time for Welcome back to the Conflict Hotline. This is Miki Kashtan. And if you want to join us, the number again is 510-433-0700. And uh, Newt is back. Welcome back. And uh, Newt is going to be Robert in this scenario, who is the father. And this is Nancy, who is uh, his grown daughter, who unfortunately went through a divorce recently. Mm -hmm. So, Dad, hi. Hi. You know, it's been a really rough year with the divorce and everything. Mm. And I'm just kind of feeling like I've lost myself and I've been pulled in so many directions. And so I was kind of figuring out what might be a good thing for me to do. And I'm just wondering, um, I, what I'd like to do is leave you know, my daughter Dorothy with you for about five days so I could go away and just get a little break. And I'm wondering... Well, I, I don't think that would be very appropriate, do you? Really? I mean, really. I mean, not appropriate? I don't understand what you mean. Well, she's five years old, isn't she? So she is. And she's not been left by you before. No, she hasn't. So, you know, I think you... You have to put your daughter first, as we did with you. You know, we never left you alone when you were five years old. I don't think it's really the way that a good parent would behave. Thank you. 
How are you feeling right now? Bad. Like I did something bad. That I'm, that I'm not a good mom. That, yeah, if I was a good mom, I wouldn't have that idea. So you're taking in what he is saying and taking mm -hmm. it personally. Yeah. Oh, he's my father. Yeah. So it's pretty painful. Yeah, it's, it's painful. It's like I'm damaging my daughter. That I would damage my daughter. And like that's the worst thing I could think of ever doing. Because you really care about her. Yeah, I deeply. love her. Like, I, I really love her. Yeah. So what I, what, I, uh, what I get a sense that is happening for you is that it, it's in the face of this reaction. It's hard for you to stay connected with yourself mm -hmm. and with the significance and value of your own needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like all of a sudden, whatever my idea was, was wrong. That's all I can feel is the wrong and, and, and the, ooh, the bad feelings. And like, I, I'm ashamed of myself for even thinking that. This happens to so many of us that uh, in the face of any kind of uh, reaction that is unfavorable, we lose sight of our own needs mm -hmm. and we start and we end up feeling shame about our own needs. Is this yeah. what is happening to you? Yeah, I, I feel, yeah, I feel shame and it just, yeah, like I'm bad and, and like I shouldn't have want this vacation for myself if I was really a good mother. Yeah, it's a really, really challenging process to, to really be able to stick with what is true instead of what mm -hmm. should be. Mm -hmm. Because what is true is that you really are exhausted and you really do need a break. Yeah, and the reason you know, that you say this now is thinking that if I got a break, I'd probably be a better mom because I'd have some energy and really be there for her instead of just like being there like a robot because I'm so so you're really wanting rejuvenation mm -hmm. so that you can really focus your energy and be with her in a way that you can feel good about yeah that I can be really really with her and not yeah. half asleep yeah so take a breath I'm wondering if recognizing this is helping you you know stay more connected to the meaning of this vacation yeah, yeah just I can stay with it, and then I just feel this enormous sadness that my dad feels that way. Just that's what's there for yeah. me now. So there is, there is, what I'm getting is there's a variety of relationships going on mm -hmm. simultaneously. Mm -hmm. There is all your needs that have to do with yourself. Just um, wanting rejuvenation, wanting, um, wanting a break, wanting relief all of that. And then you have your needs related to your daughter that have to do with, you know, wanting to be present, wanting to be focused, wanting to find ways of expressing your love. And then there's a set of needs related to your dad, mm -hmm. which I'm imagining that you are really longing for acceptance yeah. and to yeah. be seen for your intentions and for your care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I guess, and, and I guess, you know, I, I would have loved to have had some little support in that, too. Yeah. And now I'm also just left with, well, her father left, now I'm leaving, you know, so, you know. So, so you, you, you are, there's a little bit of torness inside of you because right. you, care, you care for her so much. Mm-hmm, I do, I really do, yeah.
Is there and, anything? Yeah, go ahead. No, and as you said that, and then I took a breath, I started to feel some care for myself come back into the picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, hey, I'm not so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you want to honor yourself. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. uh, in the midst of all that's happening, you really yeah. want to stay true to, to what would be nourishing for you. Right, and there was this, a, a little slimmer of trust that I trusted what I wanted was all right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So you, you, do you feel a little, so, a little more solid inside mm -hmm. yourself? Mm -hmm. I do. Are you game for doing an excursion with me right now? Before we're not, okay, not quite ready, not, yeah, not quite ready. Not, we're not ready quite to talk okay. to Dad. But maybe you are ready to try to understand Dad inside yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you have a sense of what's important to him? Well, he's always been one that family is really, really important and mm -hmm. to do the right thing. So that he, he really, I think, and he was upset with the divorce. And so I think that, that he really is coming from a place of that family should be together and take care of each other and that he loves his granddaughter. So there is a, a, um, a, a deep core sense of love and caring that mm -hmm. is infusing his action. Mm -hmm. Isn't that tragic that in the name of love and care, he speaks to you in a way that you end up feeling shame? Mm -hmm. I bet anything that's not what he wants. No. Let me check with him to see if I'm, okay. if I'm right on or off. Is it true? Um, yes, I'm not trying to create shame. I just am trying to make sure that, you know, she thinks carefully about the choices that she's making and looks after our granddaughter. Yeah. So, yeah. So, at the heart of this is care for your daughter that you also mm -hmm. care about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So, I'm wondering if you, you may or may not be ready to face him. He's my dad. I just want to say before you face him that sometimes it, it might take more than just a few minutes mm -hmm. of reflection to be ready to face mm -hmm. someone. Mm -hmm. uh, but in this case, we got to the bottom of it well enough and you kind of like have space that you're willing to... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's take it from the moment when he is saying all the things that he said, not all the way to the beginning. When you say it's not appropriate. Yeah, it's not appropriate. Um, she, you know, it's not something that we ever did with you when you were five years old. I really, I think you need to reconsider. Hmm. So, Dad, you know, I know how much you love Dorothy. And I'm guessing that you're, 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 that's where your concern is, that by my going away, that it wouldn't be good for her. Right, she's just, she's just had the, her parents break up. I know. And now, uh, not long afterwards, you leaving her alone. Yeah, so you really want her to be well and to be safe. Yeah. 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 And I want you to be looking after her. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I know how much I love Dorothy. And I'm imagining that, you know, I'll just say this, you know, that, that you also, I'm your daughter and love me a lot too. Of course. Yeah. of course. Yeah. And um, 
I just I just want to check uh, uh, for a moment mm -hmm. uh, with Dad to see. I I'm wondering how it is for you to have her respond to you in this way. I'm pretty I'm pretty calm at the moment. It doesn't feel like a fight or anything. And, Whereas uh, before it did. Well, I was a little bit upset before, yeah. and now I'm less so. Mm -hmm. And and my sense is he might not be ready quite mm. to hear you. Mm -hmm. And that's part of, of what the challenge of a situation like this is, that you have so much to work through inside of you, and he has so much to work through, and you need to be strong enough to meet him where he is, mm -hmm. to bring, to bring the two of you to connection, mm -hmm. because he didn't have the privilege of getting somebody to sit with him and offer him empathy like I did mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. So it might be harder for him mm -hmm. to come to a place of mm -hmm. connection and softness. Yeah. Clear. Is there anything you'd like to say before we close? Um, no, I guess just that it's a shame that I don't have to have someone who gives me lots of empathy. Yes. And it's a shame that I don't know to ask for it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that even with this tough veneer, the need is still there. Mm -hmm. And that's a really fabulous tip for you to remember when mm -hmm. you talk with him next. Mm -hmm that the tough veneer, underneath it, there is a human being with a soft heart just mm -hmm. like you. Mm -hmm. But you won't show it. Not this evening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. And is there anything else you want to say before we close this? No, no, it was satisfying. Okay, so I want to kind of like look at uh, the show as a whole. What stands out to you? What are some of the things, we're coming to the end, what are some of the things that stand out to you uh, that you, you'd like to kind of like encapsulate that we did today that were meaningful to you? I enjoyed that we had a, a call of bringing in an inner conflict and seeing how that can be worked with two people playing the two sides. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm just, I still just marvel at the ability to have a connection and how quickly things can shift. Mm -hmm. And that um, left with what really struck me was when you said I wasn't, he, perhaps he wasn't ready to connect, but I, I, I just feeling the love from him mm -hmm. without him saying anything, that, that the, opening up that kind of conversation just mm -hmm. allows so much to come through that's surprising mm. that you don't even need words sometimes. Mm -hmm. And for me what stands out to me is a, a, a little similar to what you said how sometimes a situation that can appear so volatile mm -hmm. one line, one line of being willing to hear the other person instead of reacting can completely drain the charge from it. Mm. So. Uh, Thank you very much, and I want to express uh, gratitude to our caller, Liz, for uh, bringing something in the moment and real to us. And I want to uh, express, again, gratitude to uh, Newt, Ellen, and Sabina, um, and to the cast, uh, to the crew. And um, if uh, you are interested in learning more about this, there is plenty of opportunities that you can have. Uh, you can go check our website. Uh, we have uh, offerings all over uh, different places in the world. 
And um, if you are far away, you can also check the NVC Academy, where you can learn online. And uh, we love to get feedback from you. Um, and we also love to get scenarios and situations. We use them and incorporate them into the scenarios that uh, we play out. And either one you can send to conflict hotline at baynvc.org. And um, again, I am uh, grateful for your willingness to play, to do whatever it takes to make this show work. And for the all volunteer crew for uh, coming here month after month to do this so that uh, all of you can view this. And uh, we'll be with you again next month on December 3rd at 7.30. Goodbye, good night. Turn here.